did it, y'all. We made it. <laughs> We're finally... <laughs> to the end? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terrified to say this. Like, just full-on power outage city-wide. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that wouldn't help either. <laughs> this, this has no battery pack Yeah, no, attached, it only takes so. us so far. Like... <sighs> Welcome to General Nerdery, your podcast about liking things. Aloha, bienvenidos, and welcome to Noob Island, a place for nerdy fun, friendships, and learning. I'm Professor T. And I'm Zach. <laughs> Much like the starting zone of many video games, <laughs> the time. goal of our island resort is to teach visiting noobs about geeky subjects. But away from the stress of having to worry about sweaty tryhards, griefers, know-it-alls, or neckbeards, we like to think of it as learning and luxury. Mac? Yes, Tyler? <laughs> Never mind, I'm sorry I started this. That's just... <laughs> Uh, have you morbed yourself today? <laughs> it's morbid time. <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking about that on a public podcast. <laughs> um, uh, excuse me, e- editor and stowaway Steven How here. Is this is a different podcast. Um, yeah, I was in the balloon a minute ago in the theater uh, watching Morbius, and then I walked out, and I'm here. That's... You guys kind of look like my aeronauts, and I'm kind of confused right now. The rope he let me to get up to the balloon, I used to get him down. You seem familiar. I Anyone think who has before. listened to General Nerdery but not listened to Word Balloon, so where Steven's like our captain at this point, I think, is like, is he having a stroke? Like, what's. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not the captain. <laughs> no, we not know the a captain, ha- a captain. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you outrank me. Theoretically, the we do have rank. Man, when you try to mix all three of our podcasts together, the very concept of like rank becomes really. <laughs> Dumber than rank already is. <laughs> I am unranked. I'm noob. Here is a noob. Here's a general. Here's an aeronaut. Here's a professor. I think I'm a lieutenant because I decided I liked the uh, British pronunciation for. Oh, uh, I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> lieutenant. But I think I'm gonna just go with stowaway. Cool. Anyway, Stephen's here too. Um, Welcome. <laughs> Uh, we're here to talk about Morbius, Morbius eventually, but... Before that, what have we been ingesting? I'm first, I guess. Okay. I guess we all looked at you, so... <laughs> oh, wow. They can't see that. That's but... a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Uh, I played the Resident Evil 4 demo. Uh, I have thoughts on it. I guess I'm gonna. I'm wait. assuming this is a remake. I haven't paid attention, but I thought it's we were a remake. Past four. I don't appreciate how Leon controls. He was more responsive in the two remake, which doesn't make sense to me because now he has like extra training. But whatever. And the, some of the map details bother me because it's more hallway than it is. But I'll wait for the game to come out before I give my full feelings on that. Uh, Mad God, at Tyler's uh, recommendation, really good. Really good. Really? Give me, like, a uh, paragraph description of what Matt... I've never heard of this before. So, oh. stop, how do you describe it? I did motion. not mean to start this, apparently, but... So, <laughs> stop-motion horror film Okay. that will touch on any subject it feels like, regardless of how palatable it is. Cool. Okay, I got you now. <laughs> nihilistic and disgusting but yes. also somehow so nihilistically disgusting it come back around in a beautifully so sentimental like, way it's like also a nice middle <laughs> a middle section that is very blatantly anti-corporate which yeah. always gets me good i love it's it opening shot of the tower of babel 
That's a beautiful opening shot. And then you just devolve from there. Also really well Phil done Tippett, cosmic right? horror. Yes. yes. But what, what's he done, Alan? A lot of things. Like, so Phil Tippett was the dinosaur supervisor on Jurassic Park. Park. He's the guys that made the AT-ATs walk in Empire. And oh, so when we're talking stop motion, he's like the, the king. king. He did yeah. the stuff in Robocop as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah he did the ED-209. Yeah. He's f***ing royalty legendary f mythic portion. Cool. Okay. There's no one else more qualified than he. Yeah. Yeah, just really well done cosmic horror on top of all really that. Really good. Nice. Uh, I finally watched Babadook for the first time. Also really good. Babadook. <laughs> Isn't that the one that was dubbed a queer icon after Netflix f***ed up and put it in yes. the wrong section? <laughs> yes. I was unaware of that. That is funny. <laughs> Which, yeah, so that's that story is amazing. That's exactly what happened. They screwed up and put it in the LGBTQ <laughs> Movie oh, set no. selection. Someone just but the wrong tactic. Tumblr happens, just like, ran with that. Oh no! <laughs> and as like now, subsequently, just like kind of an icon for it. I'm fine with that. I mean, it's I have I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. I've known it existed, and I've watched like people break it down, but I finally sat down and just experienced it, and it is really good. I I've been on a horror kick ever since I was invited. Yeah. <laughs> just fried squirms. I'm still playing World of Warcraft for the. For my first playthrough, I guess. And then, yeah. You always sound like so embarrassed. Like I don't want to admit I've been playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> it it's was just one of the most successful games of all time. Of all time, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it replaced League for me at the moment, which I guess is it's less. That's abu- better. It's a yeah. less abusive relationship. Oof. So you know. Uh, I loved League, but League did not love me back. <laughs> it doesn't love itself back. I mean, it's League just... doesn't love. There is no love God. there. It exists. It takes money and it kicks your teeth in. So. Yeah, that's what I've been ingesting. Uh, how about you, Stephen? I've been watching a lot of TV, I realize. Uh, well, you've wa- been sick, so you've not been doing a whole that, lot. Yeah. Um, I watched through the se- last season of uh, The Flash. Um, just caught up on that. I think I'm still three seasons behind on that, but since it's finishing, I'm going to finish it off. I bet you a really fast person is attacking <laughs> Barry. Run, Barry, run. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Or um, time is f***ed up. Probably because a really fast person is attacking Barry. Bingo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm also watching Gilmore Girls with my partner. Nice. I'm watching through Mystery Incorporated, um, uh, just because that always f***ing slaps. That's one of the more recent, but not the current. Yes, it's one of the more, like, mid-2000s era Scooby-Doo. Um, it's really good. I somehow I don't think I've actually finished it somehow because someone was telling me that Scooby Doo's supposed to be like an Eldred God in this series somehow. Uh, Mystery Incorporated, Gilmore Girls, uh, Flash, watching through Star Trek. Uh, I was gonna say you've been texting me a lot about uh, Star Trek. Uh, which Next Generation. Um, uh, I'm in season two. I'm very much loving it. Um, I'm also kind of backburnering a little bit of the animated series here or there. Um, when we say animated series, we mean like actual, the original, the original series, next gen, uh, original series animation. You've probably seen more than I have. I've only ever seen an episode or two of it. I, well, uh, we're right around the same point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then me and my partner are also watching through the Scream franchise. Oh, nice. sweet. Gonna go yeah, see yeah. The, the new one in theaters. I've heard the new one is supposed to be really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And by I, I really like the, the advertisements for it. Have been really good. The first poster they released, the the oh subway, goodness. yes, was oh, amazing. Yeah. It, 
the trailers for it have got me very excited. So, yeah, that's I what just I've have seen a bunch of headlines of like best one yet, and I'm like, well, I don't always trust, but apparently <laughs> enough of them are saying good. It's got Jenny Ortega in it, and she's she's great. I do enjoy her. Mine is actually pretty short because it's only been a week and most of it's rewatching stuff or wrestling stuff. But um, I did finally read a book I picked up a while back, The Magdalena, which is a spinoff of The Witchblade. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and I confused Stephen when I described it to him because I'm like, oh, I'm reading Christian comics. Um, which... When you explained it to me, I thought this was like a Christian variant of the Witchblade that just was really good. <laughs> you just like found and was like, well, it's it's actually really it's good. It's the Witchblade of Jesus. <laughs> Which is what I thought it was. In I all think honesty. there actually is one of those. No joke. But... I think I'd actually read it because that sounds somewhat interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Warrior Nun franchise is probably as close as we're going to get yeah. to that. But I hear that's great, by the way. The original stuff is very look at this sexy nun fighting things. <laughs> so uh, 40k. <laughs> less close. Uh, so 40k. So, so some of uh, Koda Harano's early work. Yeah, the guy that much. did uh, oh. Helsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a very good one. But this is not that, although, actually, you know what? Before this series. She didn't wear a lot of clothes. So it actually is that. Um, the the basic story of this, this is a character that spun out of, she actually originally appeared in The Darkness. Which oh, Which is really? a series that I hate. I'm sorry, I hate it. I've tried. Uh, but is in the same universe as the Witchblade, so they ended up connecting together. Mm-hmm. The idea of the Magdalena is that one of the great secrets of the Catholic Church is that Jesus had a daughter. You okay there, Mac? I'm fine. <laughs> um, Jesus had a daughter, and thanks to Son of God, yada, 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 an extremely powerful bloodline, and the church has been hiding this bloodline for years, and equipped with the Spear of Destiny, she is the secret weapon of the church. Why they dress her up as a slutty nun, no one really understands. Her existence like, is a sin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't care. I mean, this still sounds better than what the Grail does in Preacher, so... I mean, it's still better than the the, the forking Da Vinci Code. <laughs> now, I should say, I just called her a slutty nun. I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. It was part of the bad girl comic art of the 90s that she came out, where the concept of fighting and stuff other than a thong and a cool cloak were um, heretical. Super cool cloaks, though. Super cool cloaks, pretty cool thong, <laughs> Not much else. Like, Sweet. <laughs> um, this version... Don't need much more. It honestly wasn't until this version that she started wearing... Like, covers a, all. ...a full body suit. It's still very skin tight, but, like, it's, you know... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's superhero stuff. It's going to be skin tight. And this character, the most recent Magdalena, is a character who broke away from the church when she realized the corruption of some of the higher-level Catholics who were manipulating her. So it's the vampire pope. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Um, Why is that name? Is that Magdalena actually named from Mary Magdalene? Probably. There we go. Okay. Well, that's what Hence I was thinking. The Magdalena. Okay. She's from it, is Mary Magdalene. Bloodline. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, that was my there, There's a lot of theories that Mary Magdalene was either Jesus's lover or wife. I thought it was supposed to be his sister. 
There's enough Marys that it's 100% possible. No, um, a lot of Marys. <laughs> like, to the point that it, in actual, like, biblical history, the reason we say that certain Marys in parts of the Bible are this was because a random pope decided that it was that Mary they were talking about. Good for them. <laughs> like a, like 500 years ago, they were like, this is clearly the Virgin Mary and not Mary Magdalene. I how willy-nilly they are with just like deciding stuff. That's religion. I'm hey, not guys. even knocking religion. That's, I mean, that's legitimately interesting to me. <laughs> like you just. I love, I love the history of that stuff, but it. Early church history is fascinating and I'm <laughs> agnostic. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a Top Cow series, so it's well-written. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Ron Mars is writing it, so the Ron Mars Top Cow stuff is well-written. Anything else is kind of a crapshoot because it's mostly bad girl art, which played Lady Death also fell under that kind of, you know, here is a very busty woman wearing very little. Let's kill. Uh, up to me, I suppose. Yeah. Um, finished off the this first season of The Last of Us. Nice. That was really good. I haven't played the games, and I thought this was amazing. So they're good. Yeah, plus, you know, Pedro Pascal leading a child to safety. <laughs> oh, I watched the second episode of Mandalorian as well. Yeah. Also, Bad Batch. You need to watch Bad Batch. You need to watch a bunch of Star Wars animated stuff. I know. I need to have share my feelings with you. I know. <laughs> but like, Mando was probably like my big thing of the week. It was like, ooh, that episode was really good. That was a good episode. The ending of the episode was kind of mind-blowing. I don't know where they're going with it. Also, I feel like they're in the middle of kind of a mood change where they were playing the series very much as a Western, but in Star Wars before, and they're leaning more into the fantasy. It is now a, like, knight on a quest, Mm -hmm. like, classic sword and sorcery kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. And so... I guess we'll have to see how they do with that transition because I don't feel like it's fully switched over yet either. And it's not going to 100%, but it is a lot more Arthurian than it was before. Absolutely. Sweet. Uh, especially because I thought I saw something about like them doing interviews and saying that this season is basically the end of what they would consider to be phase one for like the Mandoverse. That's cool. I don't think it's like necessarily like super broken up, but mm-hmm. they kind of have an idea of like, this is, you know, this is kind of the end of this bit of the story arc, and there's only so far we're going to go with this, even if we don't have it completely planned out yet. Yeah. And so we'll we'll see what happens there. I, as cool as that thing at the very end of the episode was, I'm still holding out hopes for a Basilisk Wardroid. That's what I want more We than thought anything. that showed up when the creepy droid thing mm-hmm. showed up and grabbed in. I think that creepy droid thing is a good point. Like, it's a good, like, you can have kind of animalistic droids. Whatever that creature was, if you haven't watched Mando, a a creature that is not fully droid, but at least has a lot of droid going down on it. That's a, that was a person I, though, Mm -hmm. um, grabs Din and he has to be saved. But, like, that was one of the creepiest things I've seen in Star Wars in a long time. That thing made me, like, very physically uncomfortable. Um, and then started watching, uh, Avenue five. Nice. It's been fun. I don't Um, know. It's I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. It's a sci-fi comedy starring Hugh Laurie and Josh Gad. The, the space. 
yeah, cruise liner. Yeah, a space cruise liner gets knocked off course, and instead of being a five-week cruise, they're... I'm not all the way through the first season yet, but they're currently looking at a uh, three-and-a-half-year cruise. Nice. It looked really funny. It also gave me kind of Red Dwarf vibes, just because of the, like... It has a little bit of Red Dwarf vibes. It's it's pretty funny. I didn't... It wasn't as, like, laugh-a-minute as I was kind of expecting after watching the trailer for it. Like, the jokes are a lot more paced out. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm enjoying it. I really like it. You get to hear Hugh Laurie use both his original and his American accent quite a bit, which is kind of fun. That's interesting. Because minor spoiler for the first episode, he's was hired to play the part of a captain. Interesting. <laughs> and now he <laughs> is a captain. And now they all think he's the captain. But the guy who was actually the captain was the main engineer, who is also the guy whose death blew them off course. Oh no. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> awesome. Um, that sounds plus like the owner of the cruise line is played by Josh Gad and he's also stuck on the ship with all of them. And he they're kind of playing him as a mix between like Richard Branson and Trump. Interesting. Ugh. Except not as fascist, just as like dumb celebrity. Okay. If you think more like uh the apprentice era Trump. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fun. I really like it so far. So I'm excited to see where it goes. That's HBO. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, th- I think that was about it. I and the move. This movie, somehow twice. Oh, and then buddy. Sorry. And the movie for fried squirms and so blood quantum just to keep up on my. That's indigenous, a good name at least. Yeah, just to keep up on my indigenous kick. Like I, I kind of push that on to Danny. Like we've been talking about this movie at a certain point anyway. Let's uh, let's, let's do, do this. So. Zombie movie where only the members of the reservation are immune? Heck yeah. Oh, I gotta check out this movie. <laughs> that's that's a Stephen Mead. <laughs> that sounds really good. It was fun. That's what I got. Um, So we have a couple of trailers, none that I feel super passionate about, but we have the most recent Mario Brothers movie, because that movie comes out soon. I am amazed at the scale of that movie. The more that I see in the trailers, it feels like a giant fantasy war movie. The biggest risk of this movie is trying to fit too much into it in one go. But also, like, I think they're going in being like, we're not getting a second one of these. Let's just. It also might play into its favor. If there's so much stuff bogging everything down, nothing could be have enough time to be bad. Yeah, we say that, but there have been movies that have been like I mean, Space pick Jam, one plot and it would have been fine. whatever it was called. It's pretty exactly that. But I, I guess my fear with all the commercials I've seen for it now is that we have basically seen all the major points of what's going to happen, and this is going to be a really quick progression through those things. Yeah, who knows? Connect the dots from what we've already seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm continually underwhelmed by Chris Pratt. Yeah, he really, like, I don't want to keep doing it because we've mentioned it every time we've mentioned this movie, but I sound so friggin' bored. I also was a little disappointed in the Luigi, this one, personally. Not like, I don't think it's bad, but I also was like, that's not necessarily Luigi for me. It's, it's Charlie Day, right? It's Charlie Day, and Charlie Day, I think, is doing a fine job of doing Charlie Day, doing Luigi. I honestly think that it wouldn't have been the worst thing to bring back John Leguizamo's Luigi. I would have been so happy. Oh, God, yeah. He could have done Mario, too. We'd just let him do both of them. Yes. <laughs> I, I that would be less insulting somehow. <laughs> I kind of wonder if when 
Chris Pratt was doing voice recordings for Mario. If he they, just couldn't do it. Or if they told him not to, like, we don't want, we don't really don't want you to pretend to be an Italian. Please runner. stop this terrible just, Italian just accent. Just be you. <laughs> Sometimes add a little, like, whatever at the end of your sentences. Oh, even if, if he, he had added some new... really, really That's racist. what I'm just... Um, even if he had just added some, like, New Yorker into it. Because, like, the guy who played Mario in the live-action Mario Brothers movie... <laughs> Bob Hoskins? Yes, thank you. I just couldn't think of his name. Hoskins didn't have the, like, terrible Italian, but he had, like, a bit of a New York accent to it, and it worked. Which is even funnier when you realize he's English. Yeah. Oh, s***. Was he the one who... Oh, s***. Wow, I completely (laughs) forgot that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, that just blew my mind. We're gonna do that movie at some point, because that movie is a delightful train wreck. However, as underwhelmed as I am by Pratt, I am... Equally as enjoying Jack Black as Bowser, Same. which might be the most perfect casting in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- uh, who was does feel like a Bowser. Mm-hmm. I will say He's, that. The me. moment they said that, I was like, yeah, yeah it's Bowser. this is good. Yeah. But also like his like his role, like the voice he's giving, I was like, that's a Bowser. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't remember. Do we know who plays Donkey Kong off the top of Seth our heads? Rogen. Seth right. Rogen? Is it? I think it's Seth Rogen. I could be wrong. I couldn't identify who it was. It, if it's Seth Rogen, I'd say that fits pretty well. It's not terrible, yeah. yeah. I love Donkey Kong, but I admittedly know the reason I love Donkey Kong is because he was my favorite in Super Smash Bros. Melee. Mm. Good and, character. like, outside of that, I don't wildly care, but... I mean, Donkey Kong 64 was a really good game, so... Yeah. That game came out before you were born. I played it after I was born, so... <laughs> well, yes, Mac. What about Donkey Konga? Never, uh, not really my thing. Um, <laughs> I've seen some I bet that's Dark Souls with You're going to have them play bongos in that movie. Mm-hmm. I actually did love Donkey Kong 64 quite a bit. It was uh, are, are we I think you're right. Confirming DK. Okay. Yeah. DK. Donkey Kong. Um, I still wish these trailers would give us a little bit more of Anya Taylor-Joy's Peach. It sounds like she's doing a great job, but... I haven't heard enough. I'm at this point of just like... Whatever Anya Taylor-Joy wants to do, I'm pretty down oh, yeah, for. I'm 100% down with anything she wants to do, but... I have been tempted to re... Seth Rogen, yeah. Okay. I have been tempted to rewatch The New Mutants just because... She's a great magic? She's a great magic. It's just, unfortunately, every other part of... That's not fair. Wolfsbane was not bad. This well, reminds yeah. me I need to watch the movie she did with Edgar Wright. What movie did she do with Edgar Wright? Um, uh, and Matt Smith. Oh, One Night oh, in Soho. One I Night in Soho. To, I, I need to as well. That. That's supposed to be really good, but pretty messed up. That's all I'm that, going to warn you that's on. That's what I've heard is that it's actually pretty scary. And it looks dark. very giallo-ish. In, in a good way. The moment I finished I mean, watching Morbius, the we used the Amazon Fire Stick mm-hmm. attached to the TV, and they were like, do you want to watch this? I'm like, no. I sure don't, <laughs> but I appreciate that Matt Smith is getting work. Mass Mess is really good. We will be talking about this. What I think is really funny about that movie, I haven't even watched it yet, and I really need to myself, but Anya Taylor-Joy got famous for playing a character named Thomason in The Witch. The name of the gal who's playing the girl in modern day that is dreaming back to being Anya Taylor-Joy, the actress's name is Thomason. Nice. Synchronicities are wild, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, I gotta watch that movie. Um, let's see. We watched the Little Mermaid trailer. All right, I'm a, actually a gigantic fan of the Little Mermaid. I I kind of uh, mentioned it a little bit while we were out there. 
me and my best friends in high school used to get together on weekends just to watch and rewatch that movie over and over again while hanging out in my, my buddy's basement. I should give it another. I and didn't sing along with it. I didn't like it when I was a kid, but as I've grown older, I've realized that I had a whole lot of ingrained sexism and a lot of the stuff that I thought was, oh, that's a girl thing. But I just also never, like, I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I never thought it was bad. I always knew it was well done. It just, for whatever reason, it was. It was always I, my sister's thing. So it was like a thing that I was like, oh, yeah, we'll watch it. It's cool. But it's it's her thing. It can't be mine. See, yeah, it was the stuff of, like. She's claimed it first. My friend wanted to watch Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and I always wanted to watch uh, Lion King and Aladdin of the movies of that, of, like, the Disneys of that era. Bingo. I didn't like Aladdin when I was younger. Same. I liked Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I was Beauty. all about Aladdin. Aladdin's my favorite. Um, the third alternate would be the Robin Hood. Cause yeah. yeah. Oh, and... Uh, Oodle lolly. Everyone agreed <laughs> on Robin Hood, um, uh, not Peter Pan, um, Jungle Book. Jungle Book's good. And Sword of the Stone. Aristocats in our case. But oh, Aristocats oh, is so Sword good. Sword of the Stone. I'm right there. We didn't own Sword in the Stone, so that's where that didn't no, come I, up. So here's the thing. This was very many weekends for me in high school, is that... So my, my buddy uh, worked for his father's logging company, and one summer while out logging with him, he managed to drop his chainsaw on his toe. It wasn't uh. going, but it was like... A, one of the big saws yeah, laid still first sucks. right onto his toe, and it really screwed up. Um, his so, toe? <laughs> well, it really screwed up the way his toenail would grow. <sighs> so the toenail on his big foot would come out like a third of the way and then just sort of curl in on itself. Oh, no. Oh, I hate everything about that sentence. So what he would do to, like, make it look normal was he would just keep his toenails painted. And then he would paint the nail bed. Gotcha. So if you just looked at a glance, it just, everything looked like normal. Oh, I still hate right this, but not it. because the like more power to you if you want to paint your nails. So we would hang out with him and we would all paint our toenails while watching <laughs> The Little Mermaid back to back with The Lion King and Aladdin. The more I learn about your childhood, the more fascinated I am. Like every every couple of years, I'm like, I think I get Tyler and just a new, like. <laughs> and he just. Unfolds a new chapter and it's just like where, how, when, uh, and so then ending up like corresponding with with that was like the last two years of high school. If I was ever around uh, a gal that I had a crush on, those yahoos would be in the background and would just start humming "Kiss the Girl." <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That is prime high school d bag move. Like. Uh, but, okay, so... Of so, this I one, don't want to see this because Sebastian terrifies me. <laughs> Those eyes. Also, yeah, no, I don't like the bird. The bird looked wrong. The actors both look, all looked fine. Uh, the, the girl who plays Ariel, I don't know her name. I know she pissed off all the right people on the internet for me. Um, Haley, Hallie, I guess. Haley Berry? It's, it's not Halle Berry, but it's something really close it, to that. I, yeah. I, yeah. We should have looked this up beforehand, but we didn't. Um... She did great. Her voice sounded good. I'm unlikely to watch this because I don't care about Little Mermaid. You're unlikely to watch this because you're not wrong. All of those animals were creepy. Also, all the underwater stuff, I don't think they landed. I think Mm. Aquaman had similar problems. The animal part surprises me more because Jungle Book landed it pretty good. It feels like they're in a vacuum somehow. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. it feels like I want to see the water more so there. But, like, how do it, you do that? It's be- it's challenge. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's the real question. But it's because you can see their, like, hair moving like they're in the water. But their skin doesn't look like it's being affected by the water in any way, shape, or form. How do you fix that? I have no idea. And it could be a thing that you just stop thinking noticing. about. <laughs> And mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, okay, this is just a... When you're seeing more than two minutes of it? Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Javier Bardem was a little bit uh, distracting as Triton, considering when I see him in uh, an aquatic setting like that, I just flip back to, what was it, the last Pirates movie? Yeah. Where he was the bad guy? Yeah. And no, the I last, never saw that one. The last oh, Pirates yeah. was better than the one before it, so like... The yes. one before it was the really terrible Blackbeard one, if I remember, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. I really like Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I think she looked great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. Uh, I, I really love that Ursula this. was uh, originally in, based off of the drag queen Divine. Yes, which is good time. She's a terrifying person. Yeah, have you ever watched Pink Flamingos? No, just clips, and that was enough. Divine is amazing. I don't want to watch Pink Flamingos. Not, not super important, other than. Our country is going insane and trying to make drag illegal, so Ugh. we should give credit where it's deserved. But mm-hmm. uh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think Melissa McCarthy's going to do a good. What's the job. What's the big Ursula song? Poor tortured souls, or something like that. If you go back and rewatch the animation, it is a drag routine. She's using the moray eels as giant boas. Oh, like. oh, heck yeah! Now that you mention that, I definitely see it in my head. Mm-hmm. They just wow. straight up did a drag routine with her. That's dope. I gotta rewatch the animated one. Yeah, and you said your girlfriend's really into. Yeah, my partner's a big fan of um, one movie musicals and musicals in general. Two, uh, The Little Mermaid. And so I know, like, when she saw the trailer when it first dropped in, in theaters, uh, she was she like the leaf like gleefully squealed of like excitement to go. I see gotta that. hang out with your partner more often. I love musicals. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this kind of reminds me, we don't need to go into it because we didn't watch the trailer, but they did release at least a clip for Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Oh, which I is saw that. I saw it like the TV prequel spot. TV series for Grease, which is the most unneeded thing I have possibly ever heard other than Grease 2. But um, guess what has aged 100 times better than Grease? Grease 2? Yes. Grease aged like... Vinegar. I don't actually. Vinegar should be a little like soft grease. mayo. <laughs> yeah, like gr- grease is awful. Some of the music remains catchy as all hell. Um, uh, and then the it only- is fun to watch forty-year-olds pretend to be. <laughs> it's also fun <laughs> to see edits of Grease without the music. Yes, <laughs> it's funny to watch edits oh, of any boy. movie without the music. Grease lightning without the music is. Oh, just do yourself on YouTube that at some point. It's delightful. Or Elvis, the movie, without the music, and you see that guy just dancing on the stage and your shoes squeak, and there's nothing else in the background. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, like, oh, I don't like It's this. like Wonder Years without the voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Garfield yeah. without Garfield. Oh, I love Garfield. I can, Garfield. It's I can, great. It's actually can, better than Garfield. Uh, <laughs> or just do all of Garfield, and you're like, I can smell your fear, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks okay. None of us are, have been super wild about any of the quote-unquote live-action Disney movie remakes. No. I haven't hated any of them. I don't need them. I haven't loved Yeah, exactly. So like, I really like Beauty and the Beast, and I enjoyed that one. Mm. I the, That said, I will 
hard go in the paint for the first Maleficent movie. In that, I still that, haven't watched it. It is entirely worth seeing and seeking out right now. I think it is a freaking good movie and that it does a really good job of examining one of those classic stories from a different angle that I had not seen before. And that one I will recommend. That's good. I will say with this one, uh, I I have... It sounds dumb. I have a black friend. It sounds like I'm like desperately trying to prove I'm not as white as I clearly am. But um, I, I have a black friend who is a mother and her kids and she's really excited for this movie because you know black mermaid and her kids are super excited for it so for that reason i am pretty like even if i'm not super interested in it cool more power to you that's also a reason i probably will go see it in in theaters just to spite some neck beards yeah i also also like sleeping beauty but Maleficent. So. Did they do a live action sleeping? No. Okay. I'd watch it. Maleficent is. Oh, right. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And Merlin. But, you know. The Which one I was most excited for, I still haven't watched, but I am super excited to actually sit down and go through, like, didn't they make Mulan like two and a half, almost three hours? That's the only reason I haven't went through it. Oh, oh yeah. I completely forgot they did that. The thing that it lost j- me on that is that it's not a musical. Right. Well, and that one came out right at the beginning of the pandemic, and the main actress said something weird that put me off, but I don't remember what it was, because that was at the beginning of the pandemic, and I don't know if you've noticed, but it's been a wild couple of years. Oh, I think, if I remember right, I think she made some pretty vaguely pro-CCP comments, and people were getting on her. And until also, you realize that, Chinese like, actress, you don't really have a whole lot of choices if you are from China. I also, I believe her father works for the government. Oh, so, so she, yeah, she can't not toe the line. Yeah, that, like, that's her job. Yeah, <clears throat> and like for bet, I I can't say whether she believes that or not, but I understand like when your when your government is that government and they know where your dad is at all times and where you are. I get it. You work for that social credit. That is a thing I, I didn't know Point about. is, I do want to see Mulan. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you there. And didn't Yarmo do a movie recently with them? No. I, think I thought he did a remake of a Disney one recently. He oh, Pinocchio. he did Pinocchio. Oh, but it's but, not a Disney. But, yeah, he's not a Disney. It's not the Disney Pinocchio. That's my, okay. It's his Pinocchio. <laughs> Which uh, just won an Oscar yeah. last night. Because it it's deserves amazing. it. I haven't watched it yet. I need to. Uh... I know we don't do news anymore, but two kind of fun things that came up. One, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the most awarded movie ever now. And we need to do an episode on that movie because oh, I really want to watch that movie. That just filled me with so much joy. They won <laughs> I, They won a bunch of Oscars. I know they won a bunch, but that they, they, they got that too. Oh my God, that's so awesome. There's a great picture of uh, Harrison Ford at the Oscars hugging. I don't know that actor's uh, name, but he played... Kwan. And his acceptance speech is... Uh, we like my partner just threw it on on the TV after we saw that he won, and it just like it brought me to tears. It's just so delightful. It's I'm so happy for him and all of them. It's mm-hmm. I love that movie. I it's there was so also great. some great pictures of they saw Brendan Fraser kind of standing alone while they were getting like Aww. cast pictures of them with their Oscars, and he was looking kind of like oh my god I'm standing here with an Oscar what do I do and they were like come take pictures with us and like pulled him into their like oh, best hey. ensemble oh. <laughs> like that also makes me so happy I love that man he's been killed. Killing it in Doom Patrol, kind of under the radar, but yeah. and the whale is supposed to be. I I don't really have any interest in the movie. Me but neither. I but, but 
is that's, supposed to that's be good. That's me being a fat human and uh, issues with fat suits and, and Hollywood. And uh, and also, I, I don't like Darren Aronofsky, I'm realizing. He does some stuff that uh, the more I... There are some very, very legitimate critiques, critiques of pretty much all of Aronofsky's work. And he yeah, so. has a hard time nailing the theme, but he can make the things around the theme look cool. Yeah, I think he's a, uh, a good director, but uh, the more I see stuff from him, the more I don't like him, personally. That's a me thing. Um, yeah. And then 100%... Shift in topic, but still uh, on news stuff. We just recently recorded a Word Balloons episode where we talked about the character Steel and how he should be a much bigger character and should have an ongoing series. And I think I said that, like, we knew one was coming, but not who the uh, creative team was. Mm -hmm. And they announced it, like, within the week of recording that episode. And Michael Dorn, a.k.a. Worf from Star Trek is writing Steel. So good. He was the yes. original voice actor for Steel in Superman the Animated Series before uh, um, Phil Lamar took over mm. in Justice League Unlimited. Phil Lamar's great, but like I went back and watched some of those old... Dorn. Dorn as Steel. Dorn has one of the greatest voices, just, I think, Period. in... Yeah, so like I was so into it. I don't know if it'll be good, because it's kind of a whatever the writing equivalent of stunt casting is, mm -hmm. I assume there will be someone co-writing with him. And I assume that it will be like, all right, he's writing the first like five ish, you know, first story arc or two, and then someone else will take over. But I'm desperately hoping as someone who has been in love with Michael Dorn, since I knew who Michael Dorn before I knew who Michael Dorn was, some of my earliest memories is my mom having a crush on Worf. And I mentioned this on Pun. I mentioned this on podcasts because if she ever heard this, she'd be very mad at me for telling the world that. I just like Worf. Yes. He's a hunk. I get it. Oh, my God. I watched. A, I haven't watched Picard season three yet because I'm still behind. We're getting caught up with CC, mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. I broke and watched a bunch of YouTube clips of Worf in his 70s. He can still get He's it. He's so cool now. He was always so cool, but he has his, like, I am Worf, son of Moog, of the house of, uh, of Martok, son of Sergi, house of Roshenko. And I'm like, that's right, you give your parent, or human parents proper respect. Whenever <laughs> 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 I hear Moog, I just Bane of the Duros yeah. family. Yada, yada. I'm like, yes. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm just... I really hope that it's going to be good. I'm excited that it's happening. You you texted us about this when you heard it, and it was like, that is, that's good news. It's interesting, if nothing else. Yeah. I'm like, was there another? Oh, Shazam. That oh, was yeah. the other trailer we watched. I forgot else. we watched it. It looked It looks fine. as good as the first one. The first one was a fine movie. If it was anybody's favorite movie of that year, I understand. I just feel like I wasn't the audience when I actually sat down and watched it. Yeah. I, I think it made my top ten if it... No, I don't know. I think I watched a lot of movies that year. But it was it was a fun movie. It's a solid uh, solid movie. It might be one of my favorite DC movies. Like, I mean, that's a low bar. <laughs> but, like, it's tough. It's definitely in the top three or five of the of that whole franchise that they put out. I've so. still not seen it. So, I, I mean, honestly, I can't say. But it reminds me a lot... Like, everything I've seen about it makes me think of Aquaman, where... The main 
lead was charming enough that I didn't, and then, like, everything else was entertaining enough that I could roll with it, that I didn't really care that, like, I don't know, it looks fun, but kind of forgettable. Again, like Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. But Jason Momoa is super charming, so I'm definitely going to watch Aquaman too. And I've liked Zach Levi since Chuck, so I'm definitely going to watch these eventually. I just haven't Um, yet. All the creature design looks really cool, which was actually one of the, like, big surprising parts of the first one was like the seven deadly sins were kind of, kind of terrifying. Yeah, in the that's first good. One. Um, they didn't hold back on that. Lucy Lou is one of the daughters yeah. of, which is cool. I mean, of Atlas. Atlas. Yeah. So that's the one thing I'm taking away from this that I'm kind of bummed is that spoiler, the end of the first movie sets up for Mr. Mind. Yeah. But a weird evil worm that controls your brain and wears very thick glasses is what I want to sell. <laughs> I want to see it too. That's fine. Uh, I'm already sold. Really read um, Shazam and the Monster Society Monster Society of Evil by Jeff Smith, who is the creator of the comic book Bone, if you've ever read that. Yes. He did a, Shaz- uh, a Captain Marvel origin story comic, and it's delightful. Thinking on, I think Bones, Bone was my first foray into comic anything. When Bone I was, is the Lord of the Rings of comics. I, like it, it really deserves that title in a way that nothing else does. My mom, I, she doesn't know anything about comics, but she bought the the whole thing in one book mm-hmm. for my brother and I for Christmas one year, and we're like, "What is this?" And we read it. And I, I think that was my first experience. I remember when that book came out. I was so excited. I still it's, think about it now. Like I'll be doing something at work, and I'm like. What was that comic called? Oh, Bone. Bone. Every yeah. time, Bone is incredible. Yeah, every like, time I see Quiche. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good book. Steven, have you read Bone? I, I have, you have not. No idea That's what why I'm, talking I'm blankly about. looking around okay, and not so saying anything. Bone is this very strange series that uh, starts out as this kind of like cutesy cartoony series. They have a copy. And then it turns into this incredibly like complex fantasy epic. It's so good. It um, is maybe the most perfect all ages IP I have ever seen. Absolutely. The reason we're mentioning oh, the yeah. reason we're mentioning Quiche is the early villains that end up being kind of Team Rockety villains are these two <laughs> <laughs> Yep. They're so cute. The the rat things, I think mm-hmm. they call them, the rat teachers that are these two rat like monsters oh, wow. that want to eat the Bone Brothers and turn them into a quiche. Yeah. Uh he also wrote a really amazing series called Rassel, which is kind of Nikola Tesla based and uh, is doing one right now about cavemen called Tuki. Mm. It's so We're so far off topic. Anyways, this is what we thought of Shazam. It made us think of other things we care more about. And that made me want to watch George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser. I mean, I... Tuki, Tuki. Yeah, Tuki makes me think of uh, evolution. Oh, man. Netflix. Um, When they're trying to call them at the end. Netflix canceled a bone... TV mm-hmm. series, and yeah. I'm still so mad at them. Oh, I'm See, still mad at them for canceling Grendel as well. So, oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Rumor is that uh, Amazon is picking up Batman: Cape Crusader, though. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I guess that was what trailers we watched. We talked about everything else instead, but you know that tracks. Uh, we'll take <laughs> with these trailers. It tracks. It tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, <sighs> it's Morbin time. Yeah. Okay, so I mentioned like 15 minutes ago when we were talking about what we've ingested that I watched this movie twice this weekend. Why? I still can't tell you what happens in the back half of this movie. 
I can't tell you what happens in the first half of this movie. I, I, I can explain the actions that happened. <coughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, yeah, I straight up stopped paying attention during the final fight, and then suddenly he was dead, and I was like, oh, hey, okay. I paid attention, I still can't tell you. Because, like, I was like, wait, what, wait, when did he get the ability to summon bats? The pacing is so, okay. Let's, before we get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> Morbius, God bless Matt Smith, who did look like he was having a lot of fun filming this movie. His character should have just been Morbius. <laughs> oh, um, as I, I honestly now, think he would have been a better Morbius. He would have. Yes. I'm also now pissed off that they didn't try to make him look like Hunger, because I know that he can act through a really dumb white wig. Yes. Okay, so, oh man, I have so many places to go with this. Uh, first of all, the main thought that I had while watching this, two main thoughts. One, I expect, expected Blade Trinity to be the boring one of the two bad movies we knew we were going to watch. That was fine. Because I remembered Blade Trinity boring me. And oh, then I wasn't bored by Blade Trinity. It's boring compared to one and two, but overall, as a movie, a standalone, it's fine. dumb. It's fine. We it's fine. will, because this is at least partially general nerdery, a podcast about liking things, we will talk about things that we liked about this movie. But Matt unfortunately, Smith. you can Yes, Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith um, is the only Matt thing Smith. I can think that I liked about this movie. The woman who played Actually, Martine made the, Martine more interesting uh, than... What's her... I'm going to look her name up. But mostly she made me wish here. I was playing... Like yeah, there were some good actors in yeah. this. I liked the title sequence credits. Like, I thought it looked really cool. Uh, Adrian Arjona. That's her name. She's great. The the color scheme and like the overall like introduction of like they just like straight up go to a Morbius title screen real quick. The colors in this movie were nice. Um, but okay, that we, we don't have me. to do all of the things we like at once. Like <laughs> no, we're gonna get out of the way so that we can trash <laughs> it. But the other thing is, we came up with the idea in our Morbius episode of the comic because Morbius is Greek. The character actor they should have hired is Jason Mantazoukas. Oh. And just imagine how much better this movie would have been if Morbius was played by Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Rafi Bomb. TikTok, Mr. Wick. TikTok. <laughs> oh my God. Jared Leto. Incredible. Almost has chemistry with Matt Smith, I will say. Like, those two actually kind of worked but it was literally the only place in this movie and I was never going to like this movie I don't like Morbius we covered this I don't I feel like but he's not even an interesting heroin fiend in this one like he is in the comics sometimes my theory for why the writing for Morbius the character is so bad is because they didn't know what to do with the character after reading the comics they're like there's nothing we can do with this. We're going to put in Matt Smith as his friend. And that's we, gonna be we, we can't <laughs> inject Spider-Man blood into him, and that's his only move. Yeah. Um, yet, not being able to do all of that, it also wasn't different enough from what we have read as his origin to, uh, like, aside, be exciting. Yeah. Inserting the Matt Smith character, because, okay, originally mm -hmm. Matt Smith was supposed to play Loxius Crown, a.k.a. Hunger. I blame this show for me remembering Hunger's real person name in this. Loxius Crown Hunger, if you don't remember from our Morbius episode, is a very forgettable, for some reason, Hydra-related vampire. I read those comics. I explained this character in that episode. I still can't tell you anything about Hunger's character. He Hydra had, vampire, there it is. Basically, yeah. Get hungry. The one of the more boring he had a, vampires. <laughs> he had a goofy costume and a white top knot. Like, that's yes. what I remember about him. Now, they announced him as Hunger, and we were like, what? I want to see this. And then they 
completely changed it, and now he is... Lucius? A.K.A. Milo, which we will get into in just a sec. That drove me up a wall. Same. But he is... They basically Lucian, just... Lucian, not Lucius. They decided to go the Marvel route of let's just create an evil version of the hero for them to fight... And it almost made me be like, let's just cancel this episode. There's no actual vampires in this. We can skip it. It's not supernatural. But it was yesterday, and also we promised we would watch Morbius. Um, I did make popcorn for this movie. (laughs) Probably the best part. It was the best part. So... Where do we begin? I guess we just break Jared Leto's a bad actor and a weird cult leader, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be responsible for someone's death someday. There, got it out of the way. Fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like we should break down whatever the story was before we get into it. It's a surprisingly accurate retelling (laughs) of Morbius's origin story if you take out Spider-Man and put in... Three British people who are supposed to be Greek. (laughs) Well, yeah. And, And put in a second vampire. That's fair. That isn't a vampire. <laughs> a second living vampire. There we go. Yeah. So also Al Madrigal. That's right. <laughs> and Which the other oh this my cast goodness, is... I forgot about the police. Oh, Al yes. Madrigal does all of the work in this police um, uh, Who duo. is that other one? Tyrese. 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 He is just there. He okay. Does I, nothing. There's a reason for that because I read some of. I got reading a little bit about this one. They signed a three-picture deal. What? Because they're supposed <laughs> to be a big... They keep trying to make... They keep trying to make Sinister Six happen. They keep trying to make their version of the Spider-Verse happen. They keep trying to make Fetch happen is really what's happening here. But, uh... And we'll get into the wild vulture stuff at the very end oh that we should just ignore. But Tyrese's character was supposed to have a much bigger storyline, and they mention he loses his arm in Afghanistan and he was saved by the whatever fake blood. Well, he's Simon Stroud, right? Who's actually a named character. I think so. I didn't catch that till you yeah. said that. He's supposed to have a cool robot arm. Like Tyrese talked about, I'm going to have a cool robot arm, and they completely cut that out of the movie. Which I guess would make more sense when they had like that three-frame fight where he and Morbius get in a quick fist fight, and he actually's like, uh-uh, and stops Morbius for a second. I was like, yes. wait a He's minute. He's clearly, like, he was supposed to be a thing. Yeah, because no one else, like, the other cop couldn't even shoot him, and he was going up a straight hall, and he's like, no, I have this. <laughs> he gets up there and stops Morbius. It, it, I mean, okay, so I'm not sure who Simon Stroud is off the top so of my head, but... Simon uh, Stroud was created by Doug Minch? Mo- Minch? M-O-E-N-C-H, I don't know how to pronounce it. And George Tuska, character first appeared in Creatures on the Loose, number 30, from April 1974. He's a mercenary trained by the CIA that has worked alongside Spider-Man and Black Widow and has gone after Man-Wolf and Morbius in the past. Munch has a pretty good... God, that's a weird name to say out loud. Munch? 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 Is uh, he's not a huge name comic writer, but he has a pretty long history of being a comic writer. Like he did it for like thirty years. He's good. Gotcha. It really sounds like they were kind of. I don't know. I said I don't know who Simon Stroud is, so that's fun. Like the name is vaguely familiar, but uh, it kind of sounds like he was supposed to be kind of a Misty Knight character, a cop with a really cool bionic arm. Sure. And instead, that's not what we got. 
Al Madrigal, you're not wrong. He carried every, every moment. Like, <laughs> literally does all of the work. He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to log in for you and look up this information that you should be clearly doing for... He even makes fun of him for it in the movie. I don't like, want you to move or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... I found that actually fourth wall-ish. <laughs> like, Al Madrigal might be my favorite part of this whole movie, you know, I really think about it. <laughs> Other than Matt Smith is just like a good actor. I don't think he does a good job with this role, but because like I think he does terrible. Exactly, like it's a bad role. So like he's doing the best he can with it, and like Matt Smith is, I think, so good at what he's doing. It's something. So they knew what they were doing when they gave him a Bully McGuire moment, right? Yeah, yeah. I Bully Spider Man Three. The the dance. Oh thing, yeah. Isn't okay. It? Yeah. Oh god, it's so incredibly uncomfortable. That's pretty much where I check out in the movie too. I, like I get through that scene and then everything else past that just I goes out the window. I actually liked that scene for some reason. That's I the don't only scene I had ever seen from this movie before seeing this movie, and I was like, I'm never watching that movie. I actually had fun watching. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't have to come here. <laughs> we asked if you wanted to, and yeah, you I'm said a yes. For me. <laughs> Here we are. You just like podcasting with us. Um, uh, Matt Smith, okay, I mean, there is something weird about abled actors playing disabled roles, and I'm always like, how good I, it, But I also don't know if you how you would have played this otherwise. Sometimes they would, I mean, Jared Leto, like, Vito, sometimes he'd, He'd act in a way I'm like, okay, he's actually using the crutches. And other times when he's supposed to have crutches and he hasn't had the curia, I'm like, he's walking with his legs. Like, he's not even putting weight on those crutches. <laughs> I read one thing of, like, Leto was like, I'm usually a character actor, which kind of means you're a D-bag. But, uh, so, like, this role was really hard for me to play because, like, one, much more action, and two, it was much more, like, just me as opposed to, like, inhabiting a character. One shut all the way up. And two, if you think that you are Michael Morbius, you're somehow a worse person than I thought you were before. <laughs> it tracks. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't, like, bite one of the bat's heads off. I honestly think, well, style. because they were all CGI, so... Um, I mean, wouldn't stop him. I honestly think that they put him in the bat circling around him because that looked so cool in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Because they do that Batman standing with the bat circling around him and Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. And it looks awesome. Batman Begins is a great movie. It is. Then there's this. I did think of Batman Begins when that uh, scene when played. I was like, you're supposed to. They're, they're banking on that. Okay. It didn't make me like it more. No. <laughs> it, if anything, it made me want to watch. Yeah. One, who is the actor who plays the doctor? The uh, father figure? Yeah. Uh, Jared Harris. Who also played... Uh... I think he played Moriarty at yes, one point. Yes, Moriarty. Honestly, mad respect for that guy who's willing to put a good performance into a bad role in most of the things I've seen him in. I haven't seen him in a bunch of stuff. I've just... He's an actor. I like him a lot. Sherlock, too, was not good. Um, but he did a good job as Moriarty. But he did, yeah. He's, as I said, he's a good actor. I enjoyed him. He um, was the older Will Robinson in the 1998 Lost in Space. Really? That's weird. That's <laughs> another movie I haven't watched since it came out. Wasn't Joey from Friends yes. in that? <laughs> that was the big trailer moment was his awesome helmet coming over. <laughs> like, I will never forget that. I wanted that helmet so bad. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Um, we're trying to talk about anything but this movie. Uh, he was in Fringe. That's where I yeah. know him from. Yeah, yeah, he's in a bunch of... He's a good yeah. actor. He's a good um, actor. The moment that I realized that uh, there was no hope for this movie is, like, Jared Leto's... Uh, Morbius's character saves not actually Milo, but they're going to call him Milo, Milo throughout this movie. And then instead of having a moment where he's like, I'm going to actually respect you as a person and give you autonomy now that I've like given you a name. Not only am I going to call you Milo, everyone else in existence is going to call you Milo, but we will never mention this fact. If they even had a throwaway line of like, I'm Milo now, which is would would be creepy, but it at least would have explained. I think, you could go either that way where he just accepts it in a very creepy way or the other way I think you could have went with it is nobody else calls him Milo. Leto keeps calling him Milo and when they do the cut from when they were kids to when they're like adults and he calls him it for the first time, you could have like an awesome touching moment where he goes, oh, you know, I hate it when you call me that. And he's like, well, I haven't saved you yet. So yeah, you're no, still replacing There's that. ways you could do it and having the father figure just be like, I guess you're Milo now. <laughs> this is not it. And it's almost like, because he's like, you gave me my name. I'm like, I have so many questions the more I think about this movie. How does Matt Smith have money? It is, I mean, okay, that's fine. He could just be independently rich, but there's no mention of it until he suddenly shows up and has Tony Stark level funds. Yes. Also, no sign as a child. Did I, did I miss it? How did he get to become a freaking vampire? Did he like? They never show. They it. never show. They never it. show it. He it, just off screen is now. Hunger. Yes, they gave that one shot where he knows. Not even hunger. They took like, away they, the character. Yeah, he just sees the but miles. He shouldn't know what that he is. He would have absolutely no idea. But yeah. he likes drugs, and they wanted it to be the. <laughs> they wanted it to be the mystery of like, oh my god, I can, even though it was very obvious, not Morbius that killed the nurse. Also, in the scene where you see Morbius get uh, turned. They're in like a whole lab setup. He has a secondary doctor inject it into his spine. How the heck does Matt Smith know this? How does Matt Smith do this? Quit if he's thinking it's recreational drugs. Is he? <laughs> I doing mean, he it clearly didn't spine? think it was recreational drugs. He like I don't know because he knew what it was. Yada yada yada. Uh, um, I have a feeling he has a main line in. Quick note. We will that not tracks. be able to explain this movie in any sort of rational form. Oh, I'm just I'm not giving up give the answers, but I have the questions. Not I even s- that. I mean, like we were like, let's talk about like the basic plot. It doesn't exist because it, it doesn't make sense. Because we get Morbius. Okay, now he has the cure. He never tells Matt Smith what the cure is and why he shouldn't take it. He just says, "I'm not going to give it's it to you. It's a curse. It's a curse. Get out of my lab." And it's the no. Matt's, it's a very the stupid ball moment. Like, and then Matt Smith sees. Whatever's going on with his face is like, should probably get out of here. And then he's like, hey, Milo, like, is he going to stop after that? Like, no, no one's going to stop and talk to you after that. Especially after he got so mad. Because, you know only- what? I will say here, Matt Smith put in a pretty good moment there of acting of the, like, I can't live like this anymore for the love of God. Yes. Cure me. Like, who wouldn't? Again, only- Matt Smith several times puts in, like, good performances. But that's because it's Matt Smith. But yes, it's just because Matt Smith is Matt Smith. When Matt Smith is like, you and me, brother. Like, I'm like, yeah, it is you and me, brother. The <laughs> like, <only> family. <laughs> Doctor Who makes the best villains. Yes. The, uh, I agree. The only time, okay, so they have the beginning part where it's like, 
two British kids in a Greek hospital. Yeah, Americans do English not understand multiple accents. Days. They should, they should, they should, whatever. Well, that's the whole, like, we can discuss why that could have been different. And British is foreign. That's all. British is foreign. If you're Europe, <laughs> look at Jean-Luc Picard. If you're from Europe, you have a British accent as far, unless you're a sexy French lady. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anyways, but like, we get, I stopped really caring when I saw that how they didn't care about continuity between shots at all <laughs> near the beginning of the movie. The kid's sitting in a full suit on the bed, talking. It switches away and switches back. He's now in scrubs, laying on a pillow that wasn't there, hooked up to a machine in the span of a, a just like... I bah, bah. really wonder, because they talked about massive rewrites happening that they changed Maximus' character significantly. I am curious how much of this movie got just hacked to pieces. The conversation they had across that beginning scene also felt very choppy. Like, there was other things they were talking about, but for some reason, they are like, we're not reshooting any of this. We're just cutting out all of this stuff. We don't care about the continuity of every shot. You get the bare bones. You get one shot where this kid gets angry because they stole his note. Well, stole. They wouldn't give back his note. He had weird superhuman strength for a second, and like <laughs> yeah. it looked like I he, can't stand on my own. But now I'm beating this kid it to like death. He with broke a, that kid's neck, which also this movie. I will say, people with chronic pain do have an ability to go beyond their uh, strength levels and no, fuck some I shit understand up that, so. but literally, like he was being kicked to death, and then suddenly was this. There's there's. Like, bursts of adrenaline through chronic pain, and then there's, I can't stand on my own, and now I'm suddenly standing on my own, beating right. someone with I my crutch. I hit this guy in the head with a crutch so hard, to create a song. It was a good letter. It was not. It meant a we lot. We heard the also, letter. I know, but it meant a lot to this dumb kid. <laughs> which also brings up the point, this movie doesn't know what type of rating it wants, because he gets kicked in the face, there's no mark on his face. Morbius, when he first turns, and he's terrorizing those people on the ocean, for no reason... And he cuts that well, guy's neck. Out of control, yada, he yada, yada. I just became eye. a living they're all They're all like, ah, oh, whatever. And he slices him in the neck. It does a close-up of the guy holding his neck. There's no blood at all. He falls dead. But then he'll eat the guy. You get the, the, the fake blood splatter on the corner of the screen. And then there's a scene with Matt Smith where he takes a tile out of the wall and he tosses it through that guy's eye. So it's like, you can't show violence, but I we're going to show violence. I think this movie originally wanted to be R, and people pushed it down to PG-13. They should have just kept it R. Yes. yes. I think it would have been a lot better if it was a, like a hard R. Also, and leaning in the horror elements. They said it was an international water, right? And they sent out the Mayday. The ship wouldn't just, like, go back. But the FBI wouldn't be involved either. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it'd be the CIA. Or the CIA. Not like... Uh, the FBI and some guys from Brooklyn. Like, we're just... Also, <laughs> yeah, but Tyrese is there. <laughs> is it an American boat? Did it sh did it land in America? It did say there was the flag guns? of... Um... Some shell corp. Because yeah. in international waters, if for those who don't know, you the flag you fly determines the laws you have to follow. And so a lot of companies will go to shell corporations and like... Like Uzbekistan and stuff like that. Who have no laws. And so when you fly their flags, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> So you have to do the bare minimum. And so my question is, okay, they're in international waters off of the coast of America. Why do they all have guns? <laughs> Why did you get these thugs with weapons on your scientific... Like, you're there to cure a disease. Also, <laughs> who knows about this? <laughs> What's going on? Who knows about your top secret vampire uh, cure? No one. Matt Smith. That's someone's... But Matt Smith didn't Matt Smith's know. Matt Smith's funny. He just said... 
I'm going to find a, a cure for you. It's not legal. And he's like, okay, here's some guys with guns going to international water. I wonder, so is it supposed to be Does Matt Smith just not the mobsters legal? that Matt Smith pissed off? Oh, that could be it. And they traced his money and they just wanted to go screw with something he was funding? That could be it. No, because it doesn't even, because he just hires them and he has that like Russian mobster thug at the very beginning. Yeah, and they are just like they're. The, but he has the that mercs. thug because he pissed somebody off. Yeah. The mercs are there to like guard they them. Us, they but instead, like, they get like super weird and th- no. It, yeah. You're right. It makes zero it sense no to sense have them there at all, especially armed. Like they weren't. They weren't going anywhere. They should expect at to least be that many, especially like I get like having one guy with a gun because you're doing some illegal. Yeah, but not like a water. small mercenary so, army. <laughs> But all Part of the reason why is because there were two armed men in the original Morbius one, mm-hmm. who I think I, were supposed to kill him and stuff. I just had something connect. They gave the name of the father figure doctor. That is a name from the Morbius comics. That is the guy that he's like best friends with that he kills when he becomes Morbius. Yes. And okay. later on, we meet that guy's little sister as the vampire hunter in the Morbius yes. book we ran. Emil Nikos. Right? So, yeah, Emil. Mm-hmm. Because Emil was... Like, there if, were two characters that Morbius gave a crap about. Emil, who he killed, and Martine, who he later killed. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people. Also, when he the, fed on Martine later on, it, there was no point to that. No, and why did she bite his lip? She bit his lip and drank some of his blood and then died. <laughs> <laughs> and then came back I, to life. Honestly, again, I think there was supposed to be where's the vampires third, in where's, this. Well, like, yeah, but where's the third cure... There were three. We know tech. We think a second one was used for a Matt Smith. No, there was only two, wasn't there? He made three, and he had two. There in the was lab. still two on the lab. You're right. That's that's for the sequel. My bigger <laughs> question is: Oh God, a sequel! They Marvin will not be happening. Oh God. Definitely not. But they've announced a third Venom in the next Spider Verse, but have notably not. Aren't made they still Marvis. going on the damn web? And Craven the Hunter is almost done filming. Okay, so I'm just like curious though, like <laughs> over under on Craven being worse. <laughs> oh, much worse. He's supposed to be a conservationist now. Good for him. <laughs> the characters and they're like, I was interested in Craven because he's a great lover of animals. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he, he's wearing the animals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he wears- we said he loves them. Yeah, didn't not say only he didn't love to kill him. Not too. only is he wearing a lion head, he installed nipple lasers in the lion head's <laughs> eyes. I love Craven. She's amazing. <laughs> I love comics. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm sorry, we completely went away oh, from no, whatever okay. point my, you were. My question is just like, I don't know how science works all that much, but neither just do like, they. <laughs> I wouldn't think that vampire venom. Having an ant, what was it, an anticoagulant or some sort of coagulant, just like whole cloth, just take the DNA of a vampire bat, just throw that in you. That that's the way you want to go about this. Their saliva having that's maybe one of the more we'll accurate things to the comics. Exactly into well, blood, human blood. You you, you just, we'll have their saliva be our human blood. Morbius has one plan in life. He either well two plans in life, but they come from the same basic source. I either am going to inject bat blood into me. Or Spider-Man blood into me. And it has Preferably both at the same time if I can set it up. And it has to be an already used needle. <laughs> Pick it up off the floor and use it again. 
Yeah, like, I Why wanted, did it make me more vampire? I, I put more bat blood in me. More oh, expositional weird. like nonsense of science. Because the DNA thing is kind not not accurate, but it's kind of accurate with CRISPR. Like we can do something similar with that because. But it wouldn't have that effect. No, yeah, yeah. but if they literally just said the word CRISPR, I would have been okay. Cool. They were like, "Got it. Oh, we yeah. successfully made a chimera cell. We're good now. That's fine. No, Wait. no, they did say that. But that's it. That's that's. But like, that's, but <laughs> also, CRISPR doesn't super work. But it's like a shotgun. It's not that accurate. So he would do that, and then also get like cancer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, become a living vampire. (laughs) That makes sense to me now. Also, I guess inserting bat blood in you, like, lets you fly and be able to see the wind currents. Like, it was kind of cool. It was just out of nowhere. Your echolocation should be in black and white. I will die on this hill. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care what... it's a stupid airstream thing. Doesn't make sense either. You should be behind the train for that to work. You don't get it in front of the train. <laughs> yeah, that's just it makes getting no hit by sense. The train. He just, he just in real life would have jumped in and <laughs> died. <laughs> but the echolocation. But the train's his pushing eyes. air in front of it. That's what's doing. Like he closes his eyes and you get the the like the mm-hmm. the particles come up, but they're all in color. It doesn't. You don't see sound in color <laughs> at all. You just get the reflection. Synesthesia. <laughs> He doesn't have that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This brings me... Something I will say about this movie, like, good, as dumb as it is, like, the effects are all really pretty when he's using his vampire powers. Yeah. And somebody working on those digital effects put a lot of time into what they were doing because every time he uses the echolocation, his ears do the ripple thing. Yes, so good. And I I did like, like, the uh, the color, whatever he was wearing, even though it didn't make any sense on why I would do that. I did like it visually when he, like, he has something on and he goes into his vampire form and you get that mist behind him as the color of his clothes. It did some good allusions to how they portrayed uh, how his costumes moved, especially in like the 90s and stuff. When he has his suit cloak on and he, there's, I forget which thing, he does a jump across the room. It For a frame there, it looked almost exactly like one of the shots from the Morbius comic book. So like I know at least the special effects person was watching and they're like, this is what he's supposed to look like, and this is what you get from one frame. <laughs> but, like, the purple at the end when he has, like, the coat and the purple under it, I thought that color was super cool when he's jumping around. He had, like, the purple stream come out behind mm-hmm. him. It looked really nice. So I don't know bats that well. But if any documentary I've ever seen about vampire bats are like, they're not actually that dangerous. They're, please These stop killing them. They're not dangerous. And then this one was like, they, they are, are the like piranhas of the, the air. <laughs> they, they will take down an entire cow. How like, did he get home? <laughs> <laughs> I just... It cut from there to his childhood really? to the lab. <laughs> like, they they left him there in the jungle with all those vampire bats. I How think they died. get home? How did he not get eaten by the bats? He cut open the blood. Also, that's not where you cut to get blood out. Yeah, that's a... That's just a movie thing, though. But how did he get home? <laughs> <laughs> that is... The vampires flew him. Also, it didn't catch... He did that to catch the vampire bats, okay? So, chronologically in my head, that happens, and then he puts them in the tube at his lab, right? That's bat science. And he didn't catch a single bat when all of them flew out. It was just a couple strings, and they all flew past the strings, and he's just standing there like, Yes, come and get me. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for him to cut that open. Also... 
He should have brought his blood with him. And why is he cutting himself? That's unnecessary. That's unsanitary. Do also, he did this with a random bush knife. <laughs> Hand me that bush knife and you have a deal. You should have had a deal before he this. Call, he called it a bush carver. <laughs> bush, or bush shaper. Like, something. And, and we have a deal. Yeah. This is the part of the movie that I really didn't understand. As opposed to everything else we've brought up. I, the rest of it was just poor movie design. They didn't know what they were doing or didn't care. I, that can or got noted to death by studio. Like, that's yeah, because very. Venom was garbage, but it was fun. So people rolled with it, and they were like, we don't have to make a good movie. We just have to make... And then they like, just forgot. I like they the forgot idea. to do fun. We just have to make. I like the idea of Morbius walking around breaking people's fingers and being like, this is how you fix it. Get out of here. Like, like I would like that Morbius. It's like some cynical, sassy guy's like, you're, what you're doing is illegal, but I kind of need what you have. So, like... I'm going to break your arm, go to Again, the hospital. He, Jason Mantazukas, or just have Tom Hardy as the head of every single one of your movies. Yes. And have Sinister Six be the most Tom Hardy movie of all time. Yes. He definitely <laughs> maimed and disfigured that, uh, uh, that man, money launderer or whatever that person mm -hmm. was. Like he's talking about breaking multiple different parts of, uh, of his yeah. hand. And then not, he's like, and he's just like, yeah, six to eight weeks and I'd be profane. Like, no, uh, no, <laughs> no, you need to go to the doctor right now. They're going to miss also, these bones. That is going to heal wrong. Otherwise your lab, which is outdoors, indoors, outdoors, it has a nice skylight. I feel like it's an abandoned building that has, for some reason has like a, common area that has been overgrown is what I was expecting. It's strangely actually the same building that the warehouse <laughs> that is attached to that we've been having the word balloons fight. Ah, so. okay, perfect. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That's I just, screaming. here's my other question. <laughs> How do you transfer a quote-unquote lab that is designed to make fake $100 bills into a genetics lab. You don't. Oh, counterfeiting is super, super the, scientific. The word lab came up, and obviously all labs will lab really well. Don't you understand how they set this up earlier in the movie, how he could uh, just fix an extremely complicated hospital machine with a spring? In a ballpoint pen. If you're already making $100 bills, he's 99% of the way. That's <laughs> and don't. everybody knows <laughs> that that's that's how, how, like, Oh my god, you just made me like black out with anger for a second there. Like. <laughs> okay, so what I don't get about this. He didn't movie, even need that much. <laughs> what I don't... Oh, there's something else I want to say too. Oh, this, but what I don't about get about the movie... Morbius MacGyver, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> More Giver is a uh, so Macbius. No. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. I'm gonna start using that. No. <laughs> I like it, Macbius. Oh God! <laughs> I quit. We're done. <laughs> I'm no longer new. <laughs> I'll go. Macbius is our new Milo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the original Macbius. Oh God! <laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying something. Uh, so they bec they both become not vampire vampires. Living vampires. Yes. Whatever. Although, I guess she's dead, but came back to life, so she's an actual vampire. Anyways. Wait, did she come back to life? Yeah, there's a shot of her waking back up. Yeah. I 100% missed that. It's, it's very fine. brief, it's not gonna go anywhere. while, while <laughs> she's a legit her, vampire. she gets a drop of his blood. That's why, I think mouth. that's why she bit his lip. And then, and then she does, like, lick her. Yeah, I always thought that was... Uh, I'm down for seeing more Adria Arjona, so... She's great. She's the most interesting Martine that's ever existed, but that's because the character was somehow even more paper-thin than this one was. So they become vampires, and obviously Morbius good, uh, Milo bad. 
Whatever. Love that blood. Got to get it real quick. Yeah, I love, love the red. He likes the blue. Whatever. So Never like, solves the problem of the... Ever. <laughs> also, why is this a problem, my guy? You have a freezer full of red. Yes, and right he now. drank... He repeatedly has drank red on screen, and then he gets angry at Milo for... I mean, Milo kills people. Together. Which is but a different like, thing. Yeah, no, th- like, there's a slight difference between like, I robbed a both, blood bank and I... But you could just be like, hey, Milo, drink this Capri Sun. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the straw goes here, buddy. <laughs> you don't even need a straw. Just Also, he wastes so much blood when he's drinking the blood. Like, there's like a fourth of a pack left. He's tossed on the floor every time. Anyways. Yeah, so Milo, like, you're weird rich. Like, Milo. you could just, like... Open uh, up a blood bank as a tax write-off, and we could steal it. Like, this but is... But, like, the point... So, they're... The, God, he figures part, out Milo is also so a vampire. Gets angry. For some reason. Because you've adopted the curse! <laughs> and then he finds him in the street after he's killed somebody. So, okay, then you can fight them, because he killed somebody. But, like... Milo... Well, the reason why he got mad when he realized Milo was the vampire was because he realized that... Milo had killed the nurse, not. Which fine. Well, so that was the only good scene in the movie, by the by. The hallway scene, which who builds a hallway like that? That's f- stupid. But for a horror movie, that is great. That's great. I mean, because you see, like, going <laughs> right down that lady. It's like it's a late night hospital thing. She's so dead. <laughs> so dead. Anyways, um, single mother with two kids. Let's really make this sad. <laughs> I couldn't even oh, care less. Um, but like Milo, they have one. They have one like. Eh, argument as friends, like, there's way worse arguments you can have as friends. That is not one of them. Why are you calling You this? killed somebody is a pretty... So- that's oh. not what they argued about. Oh, you mean the earlier argument. Yeah, okay, yeah. which is what I'm assuming they started fighting about, because... The curse They part? don't care about anything else. They never bring up anything else. And Milo has no reason to fight Morbius, because he wants Morbius to hang out with him. And it's not just fighting. Milo was actively trying to kill Morbius on every occasion, and his freezing. A part like, of me dies inside a little bit every time we continue to call him Milo. Yeah, but I'm not going to call him whatever. I don't care what his other name is. <laughs> I am not going to say that. <laughs> whatever Lucian or whatever. Because I can't literally remember to say it. Milo is too easy. He calls himself Milo. Yeah, no, it's profoundly disturbing. So, like, he... He tells the doctor after he kills him, tell him whatever. What but he's dead, so it doesn't matter. So like, why would you tell the doctor to tell Morbius something if you're just going to kill the doctor? And then if your point to fighting Morbius is to make Morbius be more of a vampire, first of all, why are you trying to kill him? Why aren't you just like talking with him? Like They're in the subway, and Morbius has his back turned to Milo, and Milo's reaction is, I'm going to f- punch him through the head. <laughs> <laughs> What? None of the writing makes sense. None of their interactions make sense. People have conversations like that, and if you're trying to make someone agree with you, you don't punch them through the head. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> also, is every time they say, we're the original Spartans, me and you against the world, brother. It's the few against the many. <laughs> we are the few against the many. Oof. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah? Okay. I, okay. Can we bring up something else about this movie? Can I, I like? just get through this yeah. one thing? Okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. I know that the Spartan legend is the 300 against yada, yada, yada. But one, they all died. (laughs) Two, there was about 1,500 other Greeks there. That was the sacrifice army they left so the others could escape. Mm -hmm. And three, the Spartans lost like a solid 50% of the time when they went to war against other people. Yeah, because they sucked. (laughs) 
They, the they reason no they boats? were tough was because they had a standing army because they had a fascist slave system. Uh-huh. Like, that's... It was yes, not- the Spartans have a legend of being super tough, and they were an interesting culture, but they're not them against the world. They're not demigods. They repeatedly team up with Athens. And that Athens did all the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Please go on. I was just going to say the other thing I really liked about this movie is that it managed to bomb twice. <laughs> I it- <laughs> love it made what? Did you see the hundred thousand dollars? It was like it made no. seven million on its original opening, in, or like something. It, it didn't make. It didn't cut even, even on America alone. It didn't even come close. No, to it was short. It was short. It it broke past what they estimated to spend internationally, barely. And then they re-release it, and it grossed three hundred and six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, even better. That ends up. They re-released it on a thousand screens. <laughs> it wasn't a limited re-release. It was a wide re-release. Oh it averaged $289 per screen. <laughs> over the course of a weekend. Yeah. That is that is incredibly oh. bad. Those, those That means like maybe 30 people. The business execs who made that decision learned real quick what memes meant <laughs> after that. Well, and part of it was they were like, it's COVID that messed us up. So we'll really re-release it because people are, yeah, because the Morbid Time meme and people were watching it on Twitch because of the meme. So they were like, oh, people like it. People like it. We'll watch it. COVID will say, no, no, no one. No. And legitimately just a joke, guys. Just a joke. Did you watch that desperately uncomfortable video that Jared Leto made of him making a Morbid Time joke? (sighs) No. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's somehow worse than his Joker. I mean, I haven't ever seen him do press for anything, but I imagine everything he does for press is that awkward. Well, they probably don't let him do it because he's terrible at everything he does. So they're like, part of your contract is you just don't talk to anybody. <laughs> Everyone kind of likes some 30 Seconds to Mars songs. <laughs> I enjoyed Panic Room. He's fine at getting his ass beat in Fight Club. That's true. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. He's the guy where he's just where it's just like I just wanted to destroy something beautiful after he beat him up. I don't even. Okay, I mean I saw Fight Club, but it was last time I saw Fight Club I was drunk in college, so I'm missing. Oh, he's like, a, like yeah, he looks wildly different in that movie. Yeah, he's he's super pretty boy. Yeah, not that yeah. he's not a pretty boy anyway, but he's just like college pretty boy, like almost slightly jockish looking. I feel like he actually had some muscle on in that movie. But little, little Ken Dolly. Little Ken Dolly, yeah. Why would the cops try to arrest him outside of his own company? That made no sense. Add it to the pile? I guess that they Why thought they, they knew we'd he, find him there? If they knew he... Also, they don't shut down his lab in any way, shape, or form. I like, mean, she goes back and gets all of this stuff for him. I think it's implied she had to sneak in, but, like, they imply a lot of things in this movie they never show you. This movie is told off screen. The through. horror. I wanted some more exposition for this movie so bad because I needed them to tell me anything that was actually going on. <laughs> I feel like if they just cut the Morbius from this, expand on... <laughs> if they took the movie, took Morbius out of the movie... Made Matt Smith the main bad guy of a horror movie and just go <laughs> with that similar. It'd be fine. Honestly, I think this movie is made better just by putting him in the terrible uh, hunger wig. But 
Yeah, just put him in a full white top knot. Shave the rest of it. Just get rid of Morpheus. I just, I feel bad for Matt Smith. He decided to do this movie after Karen Gillan was like, I've had so much fun on Marvel movies. Yeah, so you should do this. And again, I honestly believe that he enjoyed himself making this movie. I don't think he was lying. I think he got paid. (laughs) I hope he did. I, it, it. He kind of reminded me of Tommy Lee Jones on Batman Forever, which actually means he probably wasn't enjoying it. He just looked like it. But, um. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, because Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever. Well, no, so here's the thing Tommy Lee Jones, I think, did enjoy himself in Batman Forever. He just has a really weird performance as Two Face because nobody explained to him what he was supposed to be doing. I think he took the role because he saw. What? My my buddy Jack Nicholson made a million dollars for going and getting to act like a clown. I can get paid like that. I can be the Joker. God, Two we have to do Batman Forever oh. still. God, I actually legitimately love that movie. But um, <laughs> not this one though. No, <laughs> I wouldn't watch it again. Terrible Bat movies. That one I'll watch again. I will watch the Blade movies in a couple years. Probably Same. mostly just the first one. I very clearly remember like the final blow of this fight, and I still don't understand exactly what happens. He won by bats. I straight up stopped paying attention to the main fight until suddenly he was dying. Where the bats? He harnessed from? the power and shot bats at him. So Where he he command may have bats he, at him. Yes. He can make man bats. Oh my god, this movie is so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He has, Matt Smith has the same, assuming he took the cure, which, how else is he going to get those powers? He has the same everything. All the powers Morbius has, he should also have. The bats shouldn't give anything to like, oh, the same person. That last hit with the bat Kamehameha. Think about the fact that it's all supposed to be going in like slow motion so that we can see what's happening and realize that that means that those are supersonic bats. <laughs> oh my gosh. But <sighs> a friend of mine was talking about, and he's overly critical of movies. He's the opposite of what our podcast is, but he was talking about, he's like, I can usually identify what I dislike about movies really fast. I'm about to watch this movie for a third time because it's killing me that I can't figure out what it is that makes me so mad. And I think part of the problem of there's not a good part of this movie, but they're all so blandly bad that none of it sticks out. It's just, I didn't even like the action. Exactly. Sound and fury signifying nothing. Yeah, Without much sound. <laughs> it's just a bunch of bats flapping their wings the whole time. <laughs> okay. Which I guess that's actually a good place to put into the most inexplicable mid credit scene of all time. Adrian Toomes? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. The Vulture. Hate it. It makes me like the Vulture in his appearance less because he showed up in this. Which is too bad because I liked him as the Vulture. Okay, so also out of nowhere, they just explained that he's randomly transported to this new universe. No explanation for it in either thing. It does not matter other than they offered him enough money, Michael Keaton, enough money to do this. This dude whose whole shtick was just... I'm a guy that picks up after villains, like after superhero fights, and I scrounge tech is weirdly okay with this happening. It's just a like, oh, this guy showed up in prison. No one knows who he is. I guess we can let him out. No. That would never ever in a million years happen. And then the vulture suit that he makes from stolen Stark 
technology that does not exist in this world that does not transport with him. Oh, no, it did. Oh, they, he they gave it to him when he left prison. <laughs> he was in mock-up with him. Oh, we found this with you. There you go. And then for you're, some you're reason... You're in prison garb, and we got all of your stuff in evidence, but... Jared Leto, who left with the poison, because he was going to kill himself, too, and then just... Doesn't? Doesn't, and I don't remember a scene where he changes his mind. Is suddenly like, let's talk to the Sinister Six. Let's talk to the Flying Vulture Man. I think I was, want to hear what you have to say. I think the movie wanted him to use it on uh, his girlfriend. I think that's probably why he still has it, because I think they probably were like, she's going to turn, and he's going to be like, well, I only have the one. I have to kill you again. He can make more of that. <laughs> he made it pretty easily. He's not going to make more. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's the like the They'll serum to become like, vampires. Oh, he, feels, he feels too much kinship with the bats. He's not going to kill anymore to collect to the serum. He literally just said it's just like a, it's a thing that like kills bats and is fatal to humans. It's just it's His whole curse thing. thing is written off even faster than the plot point in Venom where we find out that the symbiote is eating Eddie without ever actually explaining how that stopped happening. Uh, spoiler, Eddie is actually a maggot. <laughs> that would make I would kill to watch Tom Hardy play maggot from the <laughs> X-Men oh my god that's all I got oh my god anyways this movie sucked mm. yeah in our podcast about liking things I have tried to find something I like in every single movie up till this point the thing I hated most of anything we've covered is probably the Snyder Cut although I don't know New Mutants over on New Island was also but I not had fun good. watching it, though. That's, yeah. That's the difference. I, I did fun. not have... Some I the, paused least, this, and Cece's like, honey, you don't need to wait. This <laughs> I do that to make me too. I was cooking It makes more time. sense as you watch it. I, like, I understand the logic they're trying to put down. Unfortunately, the most fun I've had with this movie is us spending the last hour slagging it. It deserves yeah. it. Which I would say it's like a fun bad movie to watch. No, no. Blade Trinity is a fun bad movie to watch. Let me let me finish the sentence. It's a fun bad movie to watch with other people. I don't okay. And slag on, but I would not watch it by myself ever again. I wouldn't watch it ever again. <laughs> I would say I agree with you, but only if the intention to watch it is legitimately just to get together with a group of people afterwards to make fun of it, it would not necessarily be a fun watching experience like, say, watching Troll 2 is in the theater yes. with other people, or The Room. Uh, it's I'm not that kind of a person so who is multiple routinely <laughs> does bad movie nights where we will watch really, really, really bad movies. That's fine, but this movie is something like what, drinking codeine? <laughs> Wow. And then the nightmares <laughs> that come afterwards. Like drinking too much cough syrup and robo tripping, but in the way that like makes you fall asleep. Like that's scary. I don't I think there's better movies to make fun of. Exactly. Anyway, like it's just like, it has that at least. The thing is for a good bad movie night, it can't be boring, and this movie is boring. Oh very. And very boring. I like boring movies. <laughs> I didn't like this. Max is like Merchant Ivory is my jam. <laughs> like I, I can sit and watch an hour of nothing happening as long as there's like stuff, like other things. Building. As long as there's stuff happening, like as, as long as, as there's building. a point, there's a point, and there's there's something happening and it's being expertly done. That's fine. I can watch a boring movie. This was just they took whatever they wanted, threw it away, 
took a few snippets left and like, here's what you get. They didn't like their own plot. Like, no. I don't think the writers enjoyed what they were doing. Because apparently, didn't Jared Leto, like, help shop for the for the uh, director? I'm sure. I think that's, I, I did some research. Like, How that movie. man has the star power he has, I don't. And this, I don't feel like this Damn. director was a good match Byers for this genre. A lot of car mm. Even though wasn't he with almost one of the worst parts of Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. yeah, I think he does really good projects every once in a while. He's not good in them, but he does really good projects every Even once in a while. Even the Blade Runner movie he was in was supposed to be not as, like, I mean, it's not the first Blade Runner, but it it's, was supposed to be okay. It's fun. He's not good in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody commits to the part. Um, sure. I liked his Morbius better than I liked his Joker. I'll give him that. That's fair. Agreed? Fair. Welcome to the incredibly low bar. Why do I feel like he's in another comic movie somewhere? Suicide Squad. Not like a different comic character. Those are the only two I can think of. I I didn't recall seeing anything else in his filmography. I can be wrong on that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, our month of vampire... Our Marvel month. vampire movies. Our half a year. Our three months of Marvel. <laughs> it was supposed to start in mid-January, and it is now mid-March. We started preparing for this, like, last December. <laughs> I know, but we actually started recording in mid-January. This has been the longest Yes, no, it's been, a, it's been a stretch. He's fine in both Urban Legend and Girl Interrupted, too. Sorry, I just was no, looking at his filmography. And I, I do That's remember genuinely he's that he did a fine in, in things. I think he... Isn't good. I'm going to leave it at that. As much as we have ended this with yelling, and as much as most of this has been everything on fire and us going, oh my God, what's happening? I have... You have another? He's legitimately good in Prefontaine. I haven't seen that. No, no, I've never heard of it. I have actually really enjoyed watching all these vampire movies. We will be doing a similar thing again when we get to probably the Thor movies. Mm -hmm. Anytime we have to do like four movies for Noob Island, it's just easier to... There's four Thor movies, isn't there? There's... Four Thor movies and Loki. Loki and there might so be Loki season two by that Loki point. Loki is so good. So, Loki was a lot of fun. Loki's great. It's one I haven't seen yet on purpose. But um, thank you for listening. If you liked one of these, check out the other. I mean, if you like one of our shows, you'll probably like our other show. Uh, General Nerdery, we will be back next week. We will be starting a three-part run through Grant Morrison's Justice League series, JLA, which you've never read? Right, never read. You've never read. This has it been is on my, my to-read. This is, like, towards the top of my to-read list. It is probably my all-time favorite team book. Uh, and one thing that we've been wanting to do is dissect specific runs a little closer than we have before. That'll probably be over the course of three episodes. We will see. Uh... And then over on Noob Island, we will probably be radio silent for a couple of weeks because we want to bank a couple of episodes before we start releasing again. It's easy to do with Noob Island. But I'm really excited for the next episode coming out because we are going to be doing midterms. Oh, no. You agreed to this. I know. I'm just um, playing it up. <laughs> <laughs> we will be doing a... Uh, I guess contest, a test. We will be doing a quiz show. Exam time, baby. Uh, where anything that we have covered in previous episodes, tracing back to Doctor Strange, what, like two years ago now? Oh my God. Because we are a little over halfway. 
through what we have planned for Marvel Magic. How we've come. We have lost all control of this. That's so good. Um, Having used uh, New Byland as a little bit of a research point for uh, a word balloon season that we're doing right now, you guys have covered a lot. <laughs> I just keep thinking that this was originally supposed to be 10 episodes. <laughs> when you pitched it to me when we were both in the kitchen years ago, you're like, Two months, maybe a year. <laughs> I'm well, yes, and then I really quickly was like, "That's not gonna work." And you were like, "Let's keep going." And I, I was like, "I'm de- I'm here for the ride." <laughs> and it just escalated from there. But yes, anything ranging from Doctor Strange to uh, not Elsa Bloodstone because we haven't covered her yet to Scarlet Witch to Doctor Druid to Damon Hellstrom, Son of Satan, or Dracula, the biggest, I guess, himbo. <laughs> of Marvel. Sure. An F-boy. And Cece actually got mad at me recently in this. You can't call a bad person a himbo. Himbo, part of the requirement is to be a good dude. Strong guy. Yeah, strong guy could come up in this. Yeah, genuinely lovable. No, no, we mean strong guy could come up in the midterms. Oh. Strong guy is a great di- oh, version yes. of a himbo, though. Um, yeah, I was sort of covering both bases. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh... That that's next time. Thanks all for coming, Stephen. Always good to see you. I know I see you all the time because we work together. But uh, I'll see your uh, clones on the uh, on the balloon. Uh, <laughs> What's a balloon? In the meantime, don't worry we're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Dismissed. Thank you for listening to this episode of New Byland. If you like the show, please hit subscribe. Also, if you could rate and review us, however you're listening to us right now. That would also be super helpful. As always, we are part of the Earworm Podcast Network and would greatly appreciate it if you could go check out all of our sister shows over at earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. A big special thanks to Ian Ford for our theme song and music. We'll catch you next time.